eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Reception Perception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. All right, so it might be a slow start here uh, from a statistical standpoint for Jalen Hyatt. Not this, not the case for Chris Olave and the Saints. Um, they've got a new quarterback in town, obviously, in Derek Carr. I haven't seen him really toss it around quite yet, but that's okay. Uh, we did a, a profile on him, a quarterback profile. And again, maybe you're, you're new to the site. You're saying, wait a second now. Uh, reception perception i thought these boys do uh, wide receivers and yeah yeah it was for, for sure it's the best in the business in regards to the wide receivers but this offseason we added quarterback charting um as well matt i know you've been kind of digging into this uh this quarterback stuff too just because you want to see how it matches up and meshes well uh with all your wide receiver stuff and 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 it's most interesting i think for situations like this right where you've got a new quarterback in a new offense, what does he do well? What doesn't he do well? And how is that going to uh, pair, uh, you know, with some of the the pass catchers on that team? Derek Carr in New Orleans. How do you see it working out with Chris Olave? Yeah, I love Derek's work. Uh, Derek Klassen doing the quarterback charting for us uh, this yep. year. And I mean, I think the uh, <laughs> he wrote it best at the top of his profile where he said his Derek Carr has spent the better part of the decade oscillating between QB ten and QB twenty in the NFL. And that makes a ton of sense, right? That has just been the Derek Carr experience. Yeah. He's really never been better than 10. He's never been terrible, but he's been somewhere between yeah. 10 and 20 uh, all throughout the right. course of his career. Um, I do think one thing that Derek noted is that he's always been very good in the short to intermediate game, especially the short mm-hmm. game, right? He said that his uh, one to 10 yard success rate was among some of the le- elites in the NFL. And I think that's yeah. always been a thing with Derek Carr, like his ability to work a quick strike passing game has always been pretty good. I think you see last year, he, he worked really well with Devonte Adams on some of those and, and, you know, route percentage wise, those were some of his highest thrown routes relative to the NFL average. According to Derek was like post routes and dig routes. Those are going to be Chris Olave routes. Like he will try when Derek Carr sits in the pocket, it doesn't have that kind of quick clock, like the quick internal clock rolling. When the pressure comes right. in to, to quickly get to that check down, it is pretty hilarious that that was his most successful uh, route thrown was the check down <laughs> route. That, that'll that definitely give you a laugh yeah, there for Derek's profile. For sure. But for sure. when he sits there and can just sit in the pocket and like, let that dig route develop against man coverage. Let the backside dig. Let the, let the post route develop. He can throw a pretty good downfield pass. I do think that's going to be a really good fit with Chris Olave as long as the offensive line holds up there. 
Yeah, he was below, Derek Carr was below league average when it came to thrown against man coverage. And it was actually pretty solid against zone coverage as well. Um, where he struggled last year, Matt, was on these deeper routes. You know, 36.4% success rate on the nine, 37.5% success rate on the corner, and about league average uh, on the post at 50%. Uh, but his nine and corner certainly well below average. Some of the worst marks we've seen in the NFL uh, in 2022. Boy, that's not great because you'd like to see that kind of that number move up, um, especially when you're talking about working with Chris Olave. That number surprised me, Matt, just because, again, look, I know these quarterback charting stats, they're supposed to be independent of surrounding talent. And to a degree, they are. But he is throwing to Devontae Adams, and you'd like to see that number be a bit higher than it was in 2022. Yeah, I I get that. Um, I think some of it is just that internal clock and maybe not letting things totally develop, um, right? Like I, I think Derek noted, Derek Klassen noted of Derek Carr that instead of firing deep shots and showing up arm talent, he regularly tries too hard to guide his deep throws to the perfect spot, which can result in underthrows. I think that makes sense. I, I think, though, the big stuff for me with, with Chris Olave, you know, I think they kind of overused him as a vertical receiver last year. And people in fantasy, mm. you know, we always want the air yards. They always want uh, those oh, deep yeah. targets. Oh, yeah. I, I totally get that. But what you see out of Chris Olave is that he's not like a – I mean, he is a great vertical receiver. There's no question, right? Like, he can rip it on nine routes, post routes, corner routes, all that stuff. Those are very successful routes for Chris Olave. But – like I want Derek Carr working really well with him short and inter- intermediate and stuff like that, where I think Derek Carr can be pretty good. Like, again, you see, he's probably league average, right? But league average can go a long way for some of these. Like we've seen quarterbacks. I think Chris Olave dragged Andy Dalton to like league average quarterback last year. Um, so can he take a <laughs> league average quarterback and drag him to yeah. maybe good? I think that's certainly possible yeah. for this year. And like for me, I, again, I'm not – I don't want – Chris Olave running a bunch of you know low percentage vertical routes. You look at Chris Olave's right. route tree from his rookie season in reception perception, 7.4% of his routes were slants. 5.2% of his routes were flats, like 1.5 wow. comebacks. Wow. Almost no wow. screens. Uh you know really the short routes is just almost non-existent, which makes the fact that he has the 75.8% success rate versus man and 83rd percentile success rate versus press even more impressive yeah, that he is right, running right, all those right. downfield routes. Like we need more stuff in that short to intermediate area. Like I don't care if Derek Carr is maybe not going to take the most advantage of him as a downfield player. Like having him be more of an efficient, true number one receiver, which I think he absolutely is and can be going forward. That's more important to me in the Derek Carr profile. Not so much like, okay, he might not be the best vertical. Like people want Jameis Winston. No, we don't want Jameis Winston. Like uncorking random, like randomly three good deep balls, um, you know, every other week or something. Like, no, we want something a little more consistent here. I think Derek Carr can bring some of that consistency. Uh, Isn't it interesting? uh, I I think thought James Winston got um it's his his career's been such a roller coaster it's like his play honestly but it's like he went from like highly touted from Florida State and then and then he was a bust and then it's like no now we got to free James Winston and then they he uncorks a couple decent balls in the preseason all of a sudden James, it's like oh we got to get James Winston in James Winston's better than Derek Carr and it's like I've never been a James guy dude I've just wow never, yeah wow and he's I don't. I don't love these like boom. Even from his like even from his Florida State days, his oh, Florida mean, State days, this guy was fire. I mean, come on, he was a he was amazing. 
I mean, he what was he drafted in 2015? That's like my, that's the very beginning of my professional career. Okay, I don't I don't okay. stand, <laughs> I don't stand by any of those fair takes. <laughs> fair, that's fair. Man, no, he was fire though coming out of college. Man, I love Jameis Winston. I just didn't realize like how erratic he was going to be. I, I thought they could fix that. Uh, to be honest with you, we've seen a lot of young bucks come into the league and, and they fix that. You know, like Josh Allen, for example. Um, although again, the terrible example, because he's just, he's a one of one, but, uh, but you know what I'm saying? You know, you, you fix some of yeah. that, you know, radical play. Uh, and I thought they were going to be able to do that with Jameis Winston and they have not, uh, and they have not. So, um, yeah, James Winston, what an interesting career, uh, he has had. It's been very, very up and down and, um, and his, and then, and, and again, just from a rooting interest, like he had like his detractors and, and then now he's got his supporters I mean, I, I saw him on multiple places. People saying, you know, uh, they didn't need to get Derek Carr because they already had Jameis Winston in the fold, and they were they should be playing him. They should be starting him right now. <laughs> I'm like, man, have we not seen this man play? What are we talking about here? I don't get it. I, yeah. don't get it. I also, by the way, by the way, I also don't understand Jameis Winston coming back to the Saints. Like, what are we doing here? You know, like clearly they don't like you enough. To make you the starter, why are we coming back to the Saints? I mean, go sign somewhere else. Get a chance, you know. Have a, if you really want to be a starter in this league, uh, take a chance somewhere else. I don't get it. He just wanted to hang out. He likes hanging out in New Orleans. I get it. It's a fun town. I guess so. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (laughs) I guess so. I guess so. Um, All right. So there you go, man. Uh, A little bit of a shorter show today. That's all right. Oh, you know what? Actually, before we go... I'd be remiss in not talking about, um, obviously, we talked about Chris Olave. Rashid Shahid, I think, um, is an interesting sleeper here. But we were, uh, I want to talk a little bit uh, about A.T. Perry, Matt. Uh, did you get any takeaways here from uh, the rookie A.T. Perry in New Orleans? Yeah, A.T. Perry, a perfect Jameis Winston preseason receiver, by the way. Uh, you know, big 100%, 100%. guy. Uh, he, he, he's got that long catch radius. A.T. Perry's had a really nice preseason. And, man, I... I was surprised he was a sixth round pick. Uh, I was surprised he fell all that way. And and I've heard some people like whisper character stuff, but uh, other people will speak glowingly of, of character stuff. Like I think it's more of like a, I think not character, like he's a bad guy, but like work ethic type thing uh, might, mm-hmm. might've been what I've heard people say of why he, why he fell. But then again, uh, I've heard other people speak glowingly from a work ethic per- perspective. Mm. So, um, you know, maybe like mixed messages there. I just think from an on the field uh, perspective. Yeah. I think he played at really well as that like big X receiver uh, at, at Wake Forest, you know, kind of a goofy offense there at Wake Forest. But um, again, he was on the line of scrimmage a ton. 97.2% of his sampled snaps were on the line of scrimmage. He was outside on 93.3%. Um, you know, and you kind of look at the Saints offense and I really think they sort of need a player in that role. Um, Cause Chris Olave is definitely more of in that like Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley. I mean, Stefan Diggs, like flanker type uh, 
axis of receiver. I think he's probably not okay. going to be your – he could play at X for sure, but I think moving him around the field gives him a little bit more um, ability to dictate matchups, especially if you do want him running those vertical routes. And then at A.T. Perry, though, that big body, uh, 68.7% success rate versus man, 70.7% success rate versus press. Um I think he moves really well at that size, sort of in like a Nico yeah. Collins type of way. Uh, who, you know, I'm like, oh, Nico Collins, so 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 uh, exciting of your praise there to, to compare to Nico <laughs> Collins. But you know, it's the guy that, that has played in the at the NFL level, and it's funny. Um, I yeah. don't know, man. I I think you know he, he definitely strikes me as a guy uh, that you would like big X receiver type uh, can maybe oh, sure. be on that oh, sure. uh, that axis of players. So um, I yeah. think also too when you look at his profile. Really good success rate on slants, on curls, on post routes, some of those like intermediate and uh, even shorter and, and then obviously deeper in breaking routes. I don't know, man. I think might have there might be something here with A.T. Perry. He's a six-round pick. I'm not saying he's going to have a big-time rookie or anything, but maybe somebody to watch if if Michael Thomas doesn't stay healthy, right, and they have to play another deeper receiver. Uh, yeah, I would be surprised if Michael Thomas was. I, at this point, we're surprised if he is healthy. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, but no, you're right. 100% right. I, I like A.T. Perry a lot. You know, I, I won't go so far as to say I love the guy. I think there's he's a little bit – he's not as fluid as you'd like to see. Uh, but he ran a 4.47 at 200 pounds, and, uh, you know, he's 6.3. That's pretty good. I was really impressed by – a 35-inch vertical jump is fine. Uh, but his 11-foot 11 uh, foot broad jump I thought was, oh, that's that's interesting. Again, indicative of some short area burst. Um, and I think we saw a little bit of that uh, on the tape when, when you throw on his Wake Forest stuff. Um, you, you <laughs> I, I love this. First of all, from the great Lance Zero line, draft projection round three, which to your point, surprised that he fell all the way to the sixth round. You know who his NFL comp was? was Devontae Parker. A.T. Perry? De- Devontae yeah. Parker. Yeah, Let's I go. I, re- I remember reading <laughs> that one. Um, and hey, look, if, if A.T. Perry is a six-round pick and he turns into Devontae yeah. Parker, I mean, I can't, I can't believe another Devontae Parker ref on the pod. Um, but he, yes. <laughs> that would go. be a huge win for the Saints if he turned into even like a light version of Devontae Parker, who's by oh no means God, a superstar. Absolutely. But like he's a solid starting X receiver. Uh, and I think if A.T. Perry turned into a solid starting X receiver, that'd be a huge win because – this Saints offense, it's kind of light, right? Like, I mean, they have Chris Olave, who yeah. I think is a, a super duper star, um, could be a top he could he could be a top five receiver in the league in the next couple of years. Um yep. they have like a mishmash of tight ends. Jawan Johnson is really interesting, but they also brought yep. in Foster Moreau from the Raiders days. Mm-hmm. I like Rashid Shahid uh, as a speed slot guy, maybe. Uh Michael Thomas, we know he's just there have been like mixed reviews from camp camp about how he looked like, yeah, of course he, he didn't look great when he played last year from a separation standpoint. Um, and, and obviously we know he hasn't had a peak season in quite some time and the depth behind those dudes is just not great. So Perry has a chance here to really, to really shine. And, and along with like a, they have a kind of a deep stable of running backs when Alvin Kamara is off suspension too. So I don't know. There's, there's room somewhat for someone here to step up. Like, very few teams do you feel like, okay, they have kind of a light receiver room, but they got depth at tight end and running back. There's not a ton of teams that have like great depth at tight end and great depth at running back um, with like big names at their depth at running back. Uh, but yeah, A.T. Perry's definitely got to watch it uh, in the receiver room. I think from an offensive line standpoint, going bringing this back to Derek Carr, that's really good for Carr. Right, you want to keep this guy upright. You don't really want him scrambling around. You really don't want him under pressure. 
uh, very often. If there's a big knock against Carr, it's just that he just doesn't do that well against mm-hmm. pressure. Uh, and I think that's a fair criticism of Carr. Uh, so yeah, having that, that, that nice base in front of him, I think that should play pretty well, but you know, Hey, listen, AT Perry, you, you talk about if he, if he ends up being Devontae Parker, that's a dub. I mean, yeah, Devontae Parker was a first round pick. I mean, come on. They spent a six round pick on AT Perry. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, if they could get a little something, something, uh, out of Perry there, I, I think that's, that's really good because as you mentioned, I think the number two wide receiver spot, uh, behind Olave is, is relatively wide open. As much as I am intrigued and interested by Shahid, um, he certainly has some limitations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I yeah. don't feel like he's a complete number two receiver. I, I really like the guy. He makes plays. Every single time you, you pop him on, you're like, wait a second, this guy, every single time you're like, this guy's making plays, you know? Uh, but but I think the more you get of him, I think the more muted that will become, right? So yeah. um, if you want, if you kind of want to maintain that like level of explosiveness, I think for Shahid, I think certainly mixing in somebody like A.T. Perry who can give you some more traditional outside X roles, man, I, I think that'd be perfect. That I mean, that would be perfect for the Saints offense for all the reasons that you highlighted as well. But yeah, that number two, that number two receiver spot uh, behind Olave, I think is is absolutely wide open. Um, and so we'll see if A.T. Perry uh, can fill that void. It won't be early. I, I think early on, we're not going to yeah. see it. You know, uh, again, rookie wide receiver. But man, check in after week eight. We're, I, I can almost promise you we're going to be talking about A.T. Perry at some point in the second half. Uh, of next season, I, I think I, I think I'm feeling it. You know, I, I'm just feeling like it with it. that offense. Yeah, with the, with uh, with his role and, and the guys in front of him, man. So uh, certainly some some stuff to be very intrigued by if you were a Saints fan in 2023. Uh, unlike the Cardinals, I don't think this team is going to be that bad. I think they're going to be pretty good. As a matter of fact, the NFC South obviously wide open as well, man. Yeah, wide open. I think the Saints are widely considered the favorite, mostly because uh, they have. The most proven quarterback there. Uh, There's intrigue with Bryce Young, obviously the first overall pick. There's really no intrigue in Tampa, and like we'll see what what I'm very high on the Falcons' offense, but we don't really know who Desmond Ritter is. So yeah, I think because they have Derek Carr, and because really like Chris Olave is, I think one of the transformative young superstars in the league. Like he can be that type of guy. Um, Like it's 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 aggressive to say he could be Justin Jefferson, but he could be like the next tier down of receivers maybe. Uh, and, and then we're just asking like Derek Carr to be Kirk cousins, which I think is possible. And like the Viking and, and the saints are going to have a much better defense than the Vikings did uh, last year. And the Vikings won 13 games. They were really good in close situations. And, and Kirk cousins was a big part of that. Uh, but you know, can, can, uh, can Derek Carr be kind of a, a low grade version of that with a better defense Then the saints should easily win the NFC South. I don't know that that's how it's going to go, but uh, it's easy to see why they're the favorite in that division, and and again, a lot of it is is to Olave into the defense. Did you? Are you just hoping for Derek Carr to be a low grade version of Kirk Cousins? <laughs> oh no! Do you know the weird the, the weirdest thing that's happened oh, no. to me over the last like two months? And some of exactly. it honestly is Derek Classen's Kirk Cousins profile. Yeah, I've like weirdly become a little bit Kirk pilled the last two months, and maybe that's just a sign that like the season needs to get here already. (laughs) Probably is. Right. When I'm like, man, you know, Kirk Cousins was kind of better than people think last year. Um, (laughs) 
I, I think that's a, probably a sign that the real games need to get here. Like it needs yeah. to be week one already. We need to have some real football. Uh, we need to have some some new things to talk about. But I do just think Kirk gets a little disrespected. He does. Uh, because no, he does. For sure. He gets a little disrespected because he's boring and he's Kirk Cousins. But also like some of his stuff efficiency metrics were down last year and it's like oh his yards per attempt is down such a trades down well yeah no kidding because he wasn't he was like playing in a harder offense like and you know really having to drop back more and putting more on Kirk Cousins's plate than mm-hmm. than sort of those uh play action like cut the field in half type uh offenses that Kevin Stefanski and like obviously the boomer Mike Zimmer days uh were were, yeah. were dealing with there in Minnesota so I think that Kirk just yeah again I've gotten a little Kirk pilled over the last two months which <laughs> is sort of like a take but also maybe just a sign yeah. like yeah it's it, maybe it's time for the regular season to actually just get here uh two traits that I love in football players um one you guys already know the wide receivers I love contested catch guys love them I, I just I can't get away from them it's like that's like my thing right like I love watching that and and I and I dig it I I give bonus points for guys who are good in contested catch all right but for quarterbacks it's the guys that can stand in the pocket and just get drilled and still lay one out for their receivers. Like to me, nothing Kirk, gets yeah. me off my couch faster than when I see that man. Like I love it. Um, and Kirk, that's what Kirk's got. He is, he's got bravery for days. Oh my God. Standing in the pocket, just getting shelled and just laying one out for his receivers. I, I think it's, I think that's awesome, man. Um, by the way, that is exactly what Derek Carr does not have. You know what I mean? He cannot stand in there or won't do it very often, man. He just yeah. won't stay in the pocket and get drilled and, and still lay one out. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, at this point in career in his career, I don't think we're going to see much of a difference. But um, he can. I say that also saying his ceiling is higher than Kirk Cousins. You know, he's got, he has better arm strength. He's got more arm talent. He can make throws, man. Like this guy can do it all um, from an arm perspective. Now, can he do it from a mental processing perspective? And again, just from a physicality standpoint, uh, because I think he's been shook ever since he broke his leg. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, That will certainly be the straw that stirs the Saints drink upcoming in 2023. Uh, But there you go. That's our show. Uh, Good talk on the Saints. Good talk on Jalen Hyatt and stuff on Hollywood Brown as well. All right, so there you go, man. Um, If you guys would like, go check out the website, receptionperception.com. We've got profiles coming in fast and furious now as the season fast approaches. Uh, And again, if you want to read some of those profiles too, um, get into those stats, man. We got got them stats, you know? Go check those stats out. It's very interesting stuff. And to me personally, I think you could spend a lot of time uh, on some of these, um, you know, stats and charts and all those things that uh, that we take a, a a long look at as part of the reception perception team. All right, so there you go. For Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We are out of here. We'll see you in a couple of days. And remember, you're never too old, and it's never too late to chase your dreams. All right, see ya.